Hi, I'm Melissa Minko, and you're listening to Love in Dating Shows. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, so this is it. This is the first ever episode of Love and Dating Shows, or what I'm going to sometimes lovingly refer to it as LIDS, because it just worked out so perfectly that it could roll into that little acronym. But anyway, I am going to use this first episode to basically explain just why do I care? Why am I talking about this? So kind of also... uh, the context of why love and dating shows even matters to me, why this is of interest. If who I am or the context of that isn't relevant to you or isn't important, feel free to skip this first episode. No hard feelings. There are very few things I actually take personally. So um, this is just kind of going to explain why this is my passion project and why I really should have done this a long time ago. But basically, my name is Melissa Minko. I turned 30 a few months ago and I'm not going to share too much about who I am because I think it'll just kind of happen naturally throughout the course of me producing this podcast and I want it to happen naturally like I want everything to happen in my life um, so but I am going to share just a few things that I think are relevant and important in understanding why I wanted to launch this podcast I also want to say that I probably won't really edit much if at all, of any of these episodes because I don't really like edited podcasts. I don't really like the fact that any of my favorite dating shows, <laughs> Love Island, is edited at all um, because I want people to get you know the natural, authentic take on anyone and anything that they're introduced to. So uh, unless it's really necessary that I edit something out, and I'll probably say that I did that in an episode, this is going to be basically a stream of consciousness from myself and from the conversations that I will have with other people because I really fully do want to share this space with other people and have people on and I cannot wait to do that. So friends and family members, if you're listening, which thank you, by the way, uh, I would love to have you on at some point. So let's talk about that. Um, But basically, I'm not going to share a lot about myself. I'm just going to share what's relevant to this podcast, as I mentioned. So uh, here is a bit about me. Basically, And also basically is a crutch word for me. So you're going to figure that out real quickly. (laughs) Growing up, my dad would play this game with my family called the Queer Question Quiz. And what would happen is whenever we were in the car for a long time or we were having a nice long dinner, he would pose a question with extensive moral and ethical implications. And we were to come up with our responses and defend those answers as logically as possible. When I was 10, I don't know where we were driving, but that would make my sister seven. One question that he posed to us, mom, I don't know where you were, but you were not in the car for this, unfortunately. Uh, One question that he posed to us was if one of us, either myself or my sister, were in court for being a serial killer, and it was completely 100% proven that she were a serial killer, would the other sister show up in court at her defense and to support her? And my immediate response, and I still stand by that response 20 years later, was no, I would not show up in court to support her if I knew for a fact that she had killed multiple people or even just one person, to be honest. But uh, 
my sister being, of course, the angel that she was and is, had the exact opposite response without hesitation saying that she would absolutely show up in court at my defense and to support me, even completely 100% knowing that I were a serial killer. Now, at the root of this question, there was a, a very real question being posed, right? And that was, is unconditional love something that you are capable of, experience, practice with your sister? But honestly, I think this can be applied to any person or relationship. And since then, I've been wondering this about myself and about others. And I think that this is a question that a lot of dating shows are exploring. At what point do you not love someone anymore? What is it? Why is that the case? And I always want to know that. Why do someone's feelings for someone else end? I don't know or believe really that anyone is truly capable of unconditional love. And I actually think that when you think you love someone unconditionally, you really just are loving them. I think there's a line for every relationship, but that's just personally me. And I think a lot of the dating shows that we all love and watch are kind of testing that theory. And I'll definitely be getting into that at least with one of the Love is Blind uh, episodes or pairings. We'll definitely be deep diving that show because that is a goldmine for this podcast. Also, before I get any deeper into the context of why all of this is relevant to me, I want to take some time to dedicate this podcast every single episode to my dad who passed away in 2014. My dad was a radio DJ for much of his 20s, and I only hope that I can channel all of that energy and that radio voice and persona into this podcast and represent him and do him justice in every way possible because he completely deserves that. So this episode and every episode here forth is dedicated to you, Jack Minko. Another uh, concept or moment in time that kind of paved the way for this podcast would be sophomore year sex ed, where we did a fishbowl exercise and we were all asked to throw our definitions of love in a fishbowl. And then we all, as a class, had to guess if it were a guy, if it was a guy or a girl that had written the definition that the teacher pulled. I'm saying guy or girl here, but I also want to acknowledge that gender is fluid, it's non-binary, but for the purposes of the fishbowl exercise in class, obviously my high school was, you know, not really with the times um, back then, and it, we had to guess if it were a guy or a girl that had written the definition. Everyone guessed when it came around to my definition of love that it had been written by a guy because it was so bland, (laughs) so generic, so short, sparse, unimpressive. Uh, And that was when I realized that love is an incredibly squishy, dynamic concept that I clearly uh, wasn't fully understanding or at least wasn't able to pin down in a single definition for a fishbowl exercise. And I still don't think that anyone really knows how to define love. We don't have a universal definition for it as a society, as a culture, you know, in any sort of group. I don't think anyone really knows how to define love. I don't think anyone could completely stand by their definition 
forever unchangingly. So that's another topic that I would just be excited to deep dive at some point. Further to that point though, I am completely obsessed with languages. I am just obsessed with the fact that there are so many different ways to say love in a variety of languages, in most languages, and yet the English language, as far as I know, but feel free to call in and let me know. I'd love to hear, only has one word for love. I think this really limits us in terms of how we define it, how we understand it, how we're able to express it. And I know for a fact, and one of my favorite episodes of a podcast ever was actually from Hidden Brain, and it was all about language, was or is that language does form how we think and informs our level of intelligence and ability to communicate and express ourselves. So I do think that the English language has kind of done us a disservice, if that's your native language, in terms of understanding love, being able to express it, portray it, convey it, etc. So that is also just a very relevant component to who I am as a person and what matters to me. I'm completely obsessed and interested with languages and it just fascinates me that and and bothers me kind of you know that we've been set up to fail from a language perspective in that there's only one word for love in the English language. Additionally (laughs) another story or bit of context about me and, and why this topic is relevant to me is because senior year of high school I ended up writing a thesis also my windows open you're just going to hear that. This is, this is very raw and real. I'm, I'm into it. It's fine. Um, so senior year of high school, we were asked to write a thesis about whatever we wanted. And we just had to weave together five different texts from five different countries. They could be any. We had to assign them to ourselves and then choose a thesis that would unite these five books that we would choose and write about a topic that was of interest to us. I naturally chose love, and my thesis was basically that every culture and even every author would tell a love story in a very different way, but that the plot and the drama that came from the love story would be rooted in the fact that the characters were constantly struggling to identify or define the fact that they did feel love for each other and so they would put each other to the test and they would put their love to the test and that's where a lot of drama and tragedy comes from in love stories and and basically my theory was that nobody knows how to define love in a very definitive way and that that's what love stories are is basically and that's where the drama in love stories comes from is just basically constantly putting people to the test putting love to the test because it is such an intangible undefined anti-universal concept it's just so subjective that we constantly have to test it and test each other to hone in on some sort of definition it was a really fun paper to write i i absolutely loved writing it and i wish i could find it but i didn't do things like back up my files then let's be real i don't really back them up now i think it's kind of a pain but Um, I have no way of finding it, but I'm still very proud of that piece. (laughs) Finally, uh, as I have entered my 30s this year, I have been lucky enough to just be completely aware of being surrounded by so many wonderful human beings. I don't really collect anything, but I would say I collect fabulous human beings 
and hopefully make them be my, my friends or my people forever because I just love humans. And that, among a few other things that have been going on in my life, have really forced me to just determine what actually matters in life. And I don't think I'm unique or a snowflake for being forced to determine that. I think we're all constantly trying to figure that out, right? But basically, what I've kind of decided is, or what I'm kind of realizing, is that very little, if anything at all, can provide the same sense of purpose that love does. And... I would challenge you to think about what really makes you feel fulfilled in life and where that sense of purpose comes from. And I do think some people definitely get it from a job. I have had jobs that I've loved, but I've still never felt a sense of purpose from it. And again, you know, it's interesting that I have to use that word love for a job when that's never how I could possibly feel about another human being, nor do I feel that way about any human beings in my life right now. I I feel so much more strongly about people than I think I ever could about a job. But I mean, again, sense of purpose, how it's tied to love absolutely fascinates me. And I think that love is probably the greatest provider of purpose. So that's why I think this is a very relevant topic and why we should always be dissecting and analyzing it and why I think so many dating shows are trying to do that and trying to come up with the recipe for finding your person or your people and how that's going to contribute to your sense of purpose or make you feel fulfilled. Why am I doing this outside of myself? Why is this podcast relevant or interesting to me? Just because I think it is so fascinating that, you know, everyone thinks they have the recipe or the formula for finding your soulmate or soulmates. Is it an algorithm? Is it a combination of a few things? Is it values? Is it having the same interests? Do you not need to have the same interests? You just need to have the same upbringing or whatever it may be. I just think it's super intriguing to me that so many TV shows or you know providers think they have the answer. I don't know if anyone has the answer, but hopefully we can kind of get to the bottom of that with this podcast as well. And finally, and I think most importantly, why am I doing this podcast? Because it's a good time. Um, I think this is fun and hopefully you think so too, but if not, just don't listen to it. Again, I don't take anything personally, even if you're very close to me and you don't want to listen to this, all good. Um, So with that, I am going to sign off on this first episode I will not delete it ever. I'm not going to remove or edit out any of the awkwardness because I just, I want to show up here authentically and I want everyone else to to do that as well. So how can I expect that of others if I'm not doing it myself? So enjoy the awkwardness that is me on my first episode, but I'm super excited about this. And with that, I'll speak to you soon. Well, that's all I've got this week. Thank you so, so much for being here.